This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's Mike Shope. We were having a very serious conversation about mayonnaise here. And the Bulldog. And don't even talk to me about weed. On WGR Sports Radio 550. Welcome back, everybody. Sadly, no Sabres game tonight. Bulldog has already expressed his uh, frustration. Come on, three in a row. Three nights in a row, I mean. They've won four in a row. Yeah. You sound like you're out of breath. I was was scurrying to get back. I I ran downstairs and got distracted. And then I, I have this thing where when I do that, where I think like, oh, okay, wait, one more thing. Oh, no. And so I... I ran. Why not keep your Dynasty Trade Calculator app upstairs on the computer yeah. you use for the show I, rather good, than have to run down every break very and good find out where Tua ranks? Very good question. Come on. I'm so mad that you could tell that I was out of breath. I was trying so hard Sorry. to conceal it. Who's Atlanta's starting quarterback week one? The kid. Ritter? Yeah. Hmm. Garoppolo. Okay. Here's Adam with us. Hi, Adam. Hey, guys. How are you? Sorry for mentioning Atlanta Bulldog. I know you hate Atlanta. (laughs) Sorry, Adam. No, it's okay. It's funny that you mentioned the the losses. I was actually at two of the three losses, so I guess it's all my fault. But but anyway, considering, like, the the cap and what Bean was saying yesterday, I feel – I got a sense of, like, he might be trying to press and low-key, like, panic scramble because of – how he got here, okay, you're here now. You can't go back. This is where you got to. You spent all this on the defensive line. Whoops, wrong move. Let's. We should have spent more on wide receivers and stuff. But now I feel like he might press, and that can make it worse. I wouldn't necessarily, like, want a bad season, but if it happened, it, it would I, – I feel like it would be for, like, the greater good because you can go higher. You could reassess the head coach get the offensive-minded head coach that you, everyone sh- should want. I Again, wouldn't welcome it, but if it happened, let it happen. I've never seen a situation like this in the NFL. This would be a unique situation where you have – you already have the franchise quarterback, but if you went that route 
and you 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 had a bad season, you would be able to re- retool, but you would still have the the quarterback. I, I feel like the closest person that got that way, but he got hurt, was like Cam Newton. They crashed out of the Super Bowl, and then he got hurt, and then that was the end of that. Um, also, like as far as the drafts go, his drafts was really bad, and I just want to make one point with Terrell Bernard. He looked lost. I was at the Jets game, and he looked terrible. That was the game that Milano missed. I don't know what you guys think. Um, yeah, well, I, I, he came up while we were talking to uh, um, Brad Spielberger an hour ago, um, and I, I, I'm, I was a little worried about how his season went because it seemed like they were really bullish on him in the summer, and it just never really materialized. I hope you know he can learn and whatever because he he may be called on. I'm not sure what 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 are you like if they were terrible naturally or do you want them to strive to be terrible no. so they can change their coach like I'm having trouble really understanding the, the he whole said idea here. if if they struggled this year it wouldn't be the worst thing for the long term hmm. I have no room for it I'm just I get it of course every team that's bad drafts earlier and maybe it's easier to make changes but it's, I think the only way they can be bad is if something were to happen to Allen. Really, like I, 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 I know, like he's not the only thing on the team that matters. And you know, Green Bay's had Aaron Rodgers, and they've had bad years. Um, but mostly, the like the, the worst year they had during his career, I think, came when he got hurt. Yeah, really. Uh, so I, you know, I, I, I think to to have that year with Allen healthy seems, you know. Uh, I don't want to say impossible, but it seems really hard for me to foresee. Um, and so, what are we? What are we really talking about? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no there's not going to be any effort toward that. If it happens, we'll talk about it. If it happens, but there's not like they're going to tank or anything. Right. It'll be a real challenge. We've been saying this every day here this week. It's really an interesting challenge and a difficult one for Brandon Bean. Difficult also to what you just said, only to a point, because he's got Allen to start with and Diggs and, you know, a a good core, but he's going to lose some of that core and have to figure out who's expendable. Like, what does that mean for Mitch Morse? What does that mean for certain other guys that are even not unrestricted free agents? We've talked about Morse already. That's why I mentioned him. Um, It's going to be good work, you know? Uh, for for Bean, but like they'll be. I say he doesn't. I think I, I yeah. I mean, th- th- that call sounds so much more to me like like the caller's mind is it, it's possible to that to him that they could be really bad, and I just don't see that at all. Like I know how it sounds right now, and, and I know how disappointed we all are, but they are gr- a great team, and yes, there will be different people in important places. But I don't know, man. I, I, I feel like if they draft a guard in the third round and get another weapon and, like, I just they're going to be fine. <laughs> I think they're still going to be really good. They'll be favored to win their division, probably rightly so. I think they will be anyway. I don't know what, what kind of certainty we'll have of what Miami's doing. That'll unfold over the coming months here with Tua. What but... if the Jets get Rodgers? Ooh, that would be interesting. Yeah, right. That could, that could get pretty, like, pretty juicy. Aren't they maybe really good if they do? Yeah, I think they maybe are really good if they do. Yes. And shouldn't they do it? Shouldn't they? Like, shouldn't the Jets right now? Even if it's Derek Carr, are they favored over the Bills if they have Derek Carr? No. No. Are they favored over the Bills if they have Aaron Rodgers? Maybe not. But Pro- it's yeah, close. probably not. But it's close. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
And that's absolutely what the Jets should do, is find their way to – maybe there's another another, another guy you yeah. might like here. Like find their way to somebody sure. – Lamar. Lamar I, yeah. Jackson. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I don't – sorry. I, I, don't, I don't need you muddying up the waters telling me about the Jets. My point is the Bills are going to be good. Sorry. So, so if if the caller's walking off point is, you know, they could be bad, and then that wouldn't be the worst thing. I just don't see it at all. I don't see this team turning from what they were even on Sunday against the Bengals to bad. I, I just don't. You, you know, somebody else will play linebacker if they can't afford Edmonds. Over under ten and a half over eleven and a half under over under eleven. It's right around where I I I probably want to be, and I if you I might even take the over on eleven and a half. I won uh, over twelve and a half. By the way, good good job. A hundred to win two eighty. Or to win 180, then you get your 100 back. See, that's something. I just fell into that trap. I I didn't win as much as I thought. Yeah, but you bet bet that a while ago, so it's like getting, you know, it feels like you got 280. It feels like, right, it does, but it isn't. That's what I care about, that it isn't. An alternate line, a win, they're so good (laughs) that they, okay, that they won, (laughs) they cleared that bar anyway without, and they missed a game. They had a game canceled, and they still did it. Right. Jeff is with us. Hi, Jeff. I'm going to piggyback off the last call. I'm hoping you guys have some stats for me, though. Uh, can you just go over where we finish, like, overall defense, offense? Second, second. All right. So why do they keep calling, clamoring for a new coach? Like, I just don't get it. Like, we're good. We had some trouble. I guess you don't want to hear excuses, but, like, at the end of the day, you're going to have an excuse, Right. Sure. Well, sure. I mean, if you don't win, you got a reason, and that reason can be perceived as an excuse. I guess it depends on who's saying it and in how they're saying it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's 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 right. There, there's there's an explanation usually um, for for what happened. Yeah. Okay. Here's Is that Ro- like the fifth caller in the last week that's had a turn signal on when they've called? The <laughs> You've been no- I've been no- I feel like I'm noticing that more and more. It's just a coincidence, but I feel like there was a day earlier, maybe maybe midweek last week, where like three people in a row had I could hear turn signals. Really? Speaking. Yeah. Wow. Because what I notice when I'm driving are the people that don't use them. Yeah, that happens. Those too. people don't call in. No, I guess not. You think there's a correlation between people who use? turn signals like all the time and have good takes and people who don't use turn signals have crazy hot takes yes i do too rob is next hi rob hey guys hey first off i want to apologize uh bulldog if you can hear my windshield wipers but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but everybody who's called in lately is for like a, a two months has had their wipers on right <laughs> Sorry, we're getting some crap down here in the southern tier. So, um, but anyways, I I kind of I'm, I'm dumbfounded, honestly, that there's even any kind of conversation amongst the fan base of replacing the coach. I mean, have we not remembered what we suffered through the last two decades? And who was the one that's brought us out of that, you know, demise? I mean, I listened to Sal yesterday and. I take what he says very highly because he's with the team. I mean, the guys were gassed, and we got sucker punched, right? And there's no doubt that we, we've got places we need to improve. I mean, but if you look at it, our execution started trending downward. 
since the Hamlin situation. I mean, we should have beat Miami a lot better. The Patriots, we should have beat a lot better. Um, you know, and if we do a complete revamp and we want to go back to quote-unquote sucking, now we're no longer a destination for anybody that wants to come. You know, it's, the football is as much a culture sport as it is a talent sport, right? And if you don't have the right guys playing together, you might as well throw it out. But I just wonder what your guys' thoughts are and uh, appreciate it. Okay. My thoughts are no disrespect. My thoughts are here are two people in a row referring to this conversation that's out there in the world about replacing Sean McDermott. Bulldog and I have taken two or three calls maybe since Sunday about that and dismissed them or dismissed the the idea completely immediately. This to to me sounds like the kind of thing in life I work really, really hard to avoid, which is, and I know Paul's coming up in 15 minutes, which is somebody says a thing and like you're, you're... Careful, Mike. Facebook. Somebody says a thing, and then suddenly everybody's talking about this thing. Which no more people need to do a do put more work into actually trying to sort of quantify what are we what kind of what size of a group of people are we really talking about? In general, that's what that's my reaction to this. This is not to say that there isn't a conversation that's worth having about where we're at in all this. I mean, that's certainly, I think that. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting here having those conversations. But, you know, when you have, when you, you start to have people talking about, hey, I, I just want to respond to this, pe- this person or this group of people who are saying that, and nobody really decides this, but it can be that almost no one is talking about that. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not, fans are fans. You're not turning on a single, please tell me if I'm wrong, a single NFL talk show or whatever in the media where they're actually discussing this. Not, not a single not a single one. McDermott's a finalist for Coach of the Year, by the way. That came out today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not, not a single person out there in the, you know, in the world is talking about this. But you know, it's talk radio and you get... I just want to respond to this guy who was calling earlier about replacing Sean McDermott. Like, just, you know, that's not happening. That's the point. That's not happening. Right. Did I say the wrong thing? It's just so many I, so no, many conversations so. that no. come up at the holidays and just you come up yeah. with your friends. Like, oh, I've heard that there's this problem. And maybe there really isn't. You know, it's just such a – it's it, the way it works now is a thing happens and everybody's exposed to it immediately because of social media. And we all go – and you know, process it, and some people just think like that's this is a massive issue, and it can be almost you know trivial. I, I if if this were social media, I I would give you all the thumbs up emojis. <laughs> uh, okay, and maybe some hearts. Just I wasn't... no for for real. I mean, no, that's yeah, that's you know, that's that that's the world. Yeah, that's the world. I'm sorry for my performance today. I'm distracted by the Ontario playdowns for the the Briar and the Scotties that are coming up. Oh well, it's it's that time of the year now. Yes, Bulldog's got his know, dynasty we calculator. I'll know that. It's a big week. For what exactly? <laughs> so this week are the provincial playdowns okay. Okay. Yeah. all across Canada to see who goes to the Scotties and then who goes to the to the Briar. I'm going to the Briar. Huh? I am. When's that? Uh, March 10th, All right. I think, is the finals. Right around there, whatever the Sunday is. 
I'll be there. Cool. Where are they having? Where is Ashland, it? Massachusetts? Come on. No, London. London, Ontario. Yep. All right. Lovely town. Is is it in the the the, the rank where the London Knights play? Probably. Probably. Most yeah. of those events seem to be unless yeah. they have a special curling, yeah. you know, which a lot of these towns do. But many times, like Moose Jaw, I think they play the the OHL the, team plays there and is on a road right. trip. Right. I don't know though. Yeah. Well, cool. I I was I, I have fond memories of at the time it was the Budweiser Gardens in London, Ontario. Um, oh, I think that's I, it. I saw the tragically hip on their final tour there. Oh yeah. My friend Donnie Kutz back and yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. I think yeah. that's the name of the arena. I bought yeah. a ticket. I think that's the name of the arena. Yeah. Good building. Nice building. Here is whoa. That's not turn signal. This is just wind. <laughs> John, are you okay? John. Yeah, yeah, and I'm fine. Good. Oh, that was my uh, that was my hazards. <laughs> it's always something. It's funny. No, yeah, no, it's just good to hear. Like, I, I, you basically said everything I just wanted to say. So I really got nothing other than my hazard uh, signal. Like, it's just it's <laughs> completely out of out of your gourd to think you're going to fire McDermott when he's a coach of the year finalist. Everything this team went through, they came out flat. They need to fix the offensive line, yes, and they need a legit number two. I mean, look at Cincinnati. They have two number ones. I mean, all the teams that are left have, like, weapons upon weapons. We need to go out and do our best to try to find weapons in a very scarce free agent market and a very light wide receiver draft. But, I mean, until you do that, status quo can still probably get you there. Yeah, as long that's, as you're able to resign some people. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that. They could be the same and still win. I mean, it's just you got to win that day. Be hard for them to be the same, though. I mean, you know, there's guys that are going to have to leave. They're going to have to replace some people. So even if you wanted to do that, I don't think that's feasible. But this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Offensively, you can be mostly the same. Yeah, you could. I, I hope they aren't, but you could. Yeah, right. They don't have m- – Singletary, that, that's really – that's it. Um, but, yeah, I have not heard I, – I know the – I have not really gotten into – the the wide receiver draft class but that's the first person i've heard describe it as a weak receiver class right in the draft is that is that out there i know that's that's true of free agency we talked about that earlier today and even yesterday but i've not heard that about the draft i just assume there's you know a million more awesome big fast receivers coming into the league because like i watch college football and they're everywhere i have neither myself heard it put down quite like that not to say he's necessarily wrong Mm-hmm. But what I've read is sort of maybe not on the same level as the last couple of years, but still plenty of playable options. Brad Spielberger men- mentioned Smith and Jigba from Ohio State. Mm-hmm. And I don't know a lot about many college players, but it seems like this guy who was spectacular before this year, and then he struggled this year, maybe was hurt. He's, maybe Zach would know. He struggled this year, but... He's he's going to be the guy that you, you really should love, but it's going to sound like maybe the NFL doesn't love him. That's pretty much exactly what it is for him. He's not the Chris Olave or really the previous Ohio State wide receivers, and he also unfortunately gets caught in between the Marvin Harrison Jr. love affair that happened where maybe the best receiver in college football is not even eligible to come out yet. But in terms of this overall receiver class, that's pretty much the best way to put it. It's not the last two years. But there are going to be some guys come combine, come senior bowl that'll put up numbers where you're like, oh, oh, now he's a first round pick. When two weeks prior, he mm-hmm. was like a second round guy. Very good. I mean, Ohio State, Olave, Garrett Wilson. All they do J- is pump out wide receivers. Jamison Williams before he transferred. It's, it's unbelievable what they're doing there. Yeah. So that's one uh, guy to keep your eyes on. Thanks, John. Careful with those hazard lights. Mm hmm. You don't want to leave them on and be driving, well, unless it's a night like this, perhaps, but yeah, maybe you don't want to forget that they're on, is what I mean. That's kind of embarrassing. Like, is this person in trouble? Right. They don't yeah. seem like it. They're going 70. Why are there hazards on? <laughs> the top's down, and they're going 70. Why are there hazards on? Just a mistake, probably. Just an are oversight. Having, are they having a medical emergency? What is happening? Pull over if you're having that. Right. Paul Hamilton, After Sports, here on WGR. It's Paul Hamilton. Rob Ray joins Showman Bulldog. Game days at 4. Howard and Jeremy welcome Marty Biron Thursday mornings at 7.30 on WGR Sports Radio 550. And there they all are right there. What's in there? Sal Capaccio's in there. Jeremy White. Showman the Bulldog. There's Alan Davis. John and Brian Cozio. Pat Malacaro. Whole crew is in there. Really? And you know what? Paul is the only one upstairs working. The rest of the guys are on vacation. Working Vancouver, Seattle tonight. Is that a rivalry? Like it should be. Like, is that a game you turn it on and it's like extra buzzy? I don't think right now or yet. No, uh, but it should should have the potential to get there for sure. Yes. Like you could be a Vancouver fan living in Seattle if you like the NHL and you lived in Seattle, mm-hmm. you would have maybe rooted for Vancouver. But do you just switch? Sure. 
You got a team now. <laughs> what if you're like 50 and that's your team? And suddenly there's a team that's close. Yeah. If Grand Island gets a team, Paul, if Grand, this is probably not realistic. If Grand Island gets a team, do I just root for that and not the Sabres? <laughs> what do we do there? Well, I, I can give you the example. Of course, I went to Iowa State, and Iowa and Iowa State are in different conferences. Of course, they're our hated rival when we play in football and basketball and all that. But quite honestly, when Iowa was in their conference, I rooted for them. Still do. This did kind of happen here when the Sabres were born. Would you say? Like, yeah. Leaf fans. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. As All a right. kid, you know, I was, I, I liked the Sabres and the Blackhawks, you know, and so it was not they yep. played, you know, as a kid, I would have rooted for the Sabres, but, you know, when they're not, I rooted for the Blackhawks too. Makes sense. Well, Paul, rooting for the Sabres these days is really fun. They are yeah. winning. They are fun to watch. It's, it's all happening. That's the thing. And then I tell people, just enjoy it. You know, uh, yeah, you know, the, whether they make the playoffs, they don't make the playoffs, whatever it may be, you know, it's, it's at least fun to watch. Even last night, I mean, you know, they're getting to the end of their 12 games in 23 days, and they had just played a hard game against the – top team in the Western Conference, went into their building and beat them after having to survive the first 10 minutes of the game. Then they have to go right to St. Louis and play the Blues. Great. I mean, for mm-hmm. for the first uh, 24 minutes of that game, you're flying. They're up for nothing. Everything's going well. But, you know, it catches up with you after You had a while, to know so. it was coming, right, Paul? You, ha- you yeah. had to think it was coming at some point. I lo- I loved them last night. Even you know I loved them. I loved them that they they I I assume were we're talking a lot this week about out of gas, aren't we? Um, I you know the, as it pertains to the Bills too. Um, I I I love that they they were able to get it home. You know, like they hung on. The play Cousins makes for that empty netter is I mean just nails. So I even when they were getting you know they were just kind of hanging on. I I loved them. Uh, I, I, I'm just, it's a very likable group. And um, the way they hung in there last night, I thought was really impressive. And Don Granado did mention he thought the team got a little bit fancy when they got up for nothing. Yeah, maybe for a while they did. But then it became exactly what you're talking about. It turned into survival. And they were out there. They never gave up. They just went out there and did the best they can with their tanks close to empty. They weren't quite on empty because they actually did hold on to win and, uh, you know, gave up the three goals. And it was interesting. Shen said after the game for the Blues, he goes, yeah, I did think we were going to tie the game. But he goes, you know, quite honestly, they got up 4 nothing on us. We didn't deserve to win that game. You know, they, he goes, they deserve to win that game the way they played. And, um, you know, and, and again, I get back to Lucan. And people might want to argue a goal, one of at least one of the goals. Mm-hmm. Maybe he'd want back, whatever. But when he had to make a save, there he was. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Tarasenko had like four golden opportunities in the third period. He stopped all four. You know, and that's the that's what I the way I look at goalies quite often. You know, do you come through for me when I need you to come through for me? Do you make that big save, even though maybe you gave up a goal you didn't like at some point? Maybe you're giving up three a night, which isn't great. But, you know, when I need you in that third period when my team is on fumes, can you make that save? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it's not. It's no longer like, um, I don't know, it's not a huge sample, but I feel like that has happened 
often enough in his games where, yeah, like you just said, Paul, you may not like the second goal or whatever, and they're getting three almost every time he plays, but, man, he was a monster in that third period, I thought. Yeah. I mean, Vladimir Tarasenko, when he stole the puck from Skinner, came right down the middle, right down Main Street. Lukanen was right up uh, above the top of the crease and said, nope, I'm giving you nothing to shoot at. He foiled Saad on a partial breakaway. Tarasenko twice on one-timers from the circle to to his left. I mean, it was just, uh, you know, he just was there at every turn when his team needed him. And and look at the effort. And, and another thing it's been a long time since we've seen, look at the effort Cousins put in on that empty net goal. Right, right. From, from the defensive zone to bull his way through to the middle of the ice to get past the red line, put a backhand, and put it in the net. That's not the type of effort I'm used to seeing from the Buffalo Sabres the last 10 years to win a hockey game. You mentioned how Granado might have said they got fancy after 4 nothing. Hopefully he would acknowledge that they were fancy to get to the 4 nothing lead. Because everyone, <laughs> this is not your favorite team if you're a simple play pucks to the net fan. Every one of those goals was one more pass, at least. And these are just gems. So, you know, it's always my whole life watching hockey. It's always like, passing is bad. Just shoot it. Maybe you'll get a bounce. This team, thankfully for us, is not like that. But it was also, it was taking pucks to the net. I mean, people and pucks to the net, and that opened everything up for you by doing that. Like like Thompson, for example. You know, when he, when he, he you know, he, he all of a sudden comes right down the middle of the ice, brings the puck to the net, dishes off, you know, and that, that overtime goal to power a couple nights ago. <laughs> I mean, he just came right down, down the alley, yep. brought the puck to the net, power is over there, set it up, bang, in the net. And, and just, uh, yeah, you know, so... sorry, Paul, I didn't mean to step no, okay. on you there. It's okay. I... I'm just waiting to say here, I, I, the goals last night, Skinner came from the bench. And I know he didn't crash the crease, but, like, he busted it to get to the zone, to get to the spot, and, like, there's the pass, bang, it's in the net. The power goal was a, I mean, hang that in a museum. That whole shift was amazing. <laughs> but Paterka came from the bench and got mm-hmm. to, like, the you know, middle of that circle to get the pass from, I don't know who fed him, but then he hits power in the goal mouth, and, I mean, it's a tap-in. Um, I mean, those are plays, and then you mentioned the Cousins play, like, where there's just there's maximum effort to get to the scoring place. And, that, I mean, so, it, like, it's fancy, but it's also, you know, they, 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 they work to get where they needed to be to make those plays. It was Thompson that set up Paterka, you know, seeing yeah. him coming from the bench. And he came he came full speed, you know, again, coming to the net. And it's a beautiful play, a beautiful pass, but you've got two guys and a puck coming to the net. And there's Power, who's actually the whole, the whole if you watch the whole play, it's a cycle, it's a circle. Mm-hmm. They're circling in a cycle, and, and nobody's, like, staying in position. Everybody's going, all right. From there's there's five positions and let's label them A B C D, and okay I'm in position A now we're gonna cycle over to position B and now I'm gonna slide over to position C and everybody did it in unison, so there's power standing in the crease, by the time Paterka gets the buck, and uh, a beautiful pass. Paul, I've got about three more minutes here. Do you think it's Comrie tomorrow? 
No, I think Comrie's done until the, until uh, until uh, they somebody falters. Okay. So I, you, would, I, mean, I would think I, that means they go back to Lukanen. Yeah, right, because you, you have a day in between. You have a right. day in between. So, right. yeah. unless Lukanen is fatigued, yeah, um, I'm not there. I doubt they were on the ice today. I would think they have not been on the ice in a while now, other than morning skates, which is because they got to get their rest in between these games. Yeah. So um, that would be my guess. If but if they feel that Lukanen was fatigued, now he faced 28 shots, but he did face some beauties in there. Yeah. Yeah, then then it would it would be Comrie over and Anderson definitely, but if he's had his rest as 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 Don Granado said, the three goalies if if it's all, everything's the same, and they've had their rest, Lukanen's in goal. Yeah, real quick because I know you know we got to wrap up. Power, Paul, like the the the, the goal Monday finally uh, this year. I know he had a couple last year, and then the play last night. Like I love that he's getting rewarded. I I think for quite a while now, I think it, game in game out. He has just been dynamite, moving around the offensive zone, pucks in, in, in his own end in corners. I mean, he's not a per, he's not perfect, but I, I just feel like there's there's so much there, and I think we're starting to see it. I heard everything you said except the the player itself. Who, who, who you talking power about? Owen Power Power? Yes, yes. And you you could see the offense. Brian and I have been talking about for over a month now that it's coming. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah, he hasn't scored, but it's coming. Exactly what you've described has been happening, and it seemed like he was getting better every game, you know, and to to where it's kind of gotten to the point now. So absolutely agree, but it, it was just something that's. But even though he wasn't scoring any goals uh, before that before that overtime goal that he scored, you could absolutely see the improvement in what he was doing in the offensive zone. Sabers are nine one and one at Western Conference teams this year. And their next five road games are their final five road games against the West. Winnipeg tomorrow, then Minnesota Saturday after a trip back home. Then it's L.A., Anaheim, and San Jose. I think maybe somewhere it'll be in the notes, like whether or it is already, whether that's a like a all-time best for the Sabers. I mean, nine nine and two or nine one and one at the West. I, how how much better can you be than that? Well, Mike, when I was sitting there looking up big wins on the road. And I was I was doing it by looking at the standings, and I'm going through all these Western Conference teams, all these big wins. And I got over the Eastern Conference. And I'm thinking they've hardly beaten any Eastern Conference teams on the road. <laughs> they beat Boston, right? They beat Washington, right? And have I missed a Detroit in a shootout and Montreal, yeah, and Columbus? But they haven't they haven't like taken down Pittsburgh or Tampa Bay or Toronto or the Rangers or Jersey or Carolina. Like they've done in the Western Conference, they haven't been to all those places yet, of course. But right, like the they have memorable, easily memorable, uh, significant wins this year against Western teams. They're almost perfect in those games. Mm-hmm. That Detroit game—that's their only shootout of the year, by the way, through forty-five. Okay, Paul, any questions for us? Fantasy no, uh... questions. Bulldog <laughs> wants. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 
wish I was in a fantasy hockey league, but I just nobody nobody invites me. So I I'm only only See, do fantasy football. I don't do fantasy hockey. This is going to be a tie into Trista. I don't want to do it unless I'm invited. I don't want to go unless I'm invited. I gotta. We're all we all have a little bit of that. I even tried to start a league. And people, oh, yeah, we'll do it. And then nobody signed, oh, like one person signed up. It's like, okay, I guess we're not doing it. <laughs> Too bad. Thanks, Paul. Yep. All right, that's our Paul Hamilton on the Western Hotline. And his appearances are brought to you by Equitable Advisors, thinking about today and planning for tomorrow. And by Relax Honda. Relax, we got this. I'm in one. Fantasy hockey? Yeah. I have Cairo. How's it going? It was a nice oh. goal. Nice yeah. shot. Yeah. Last night, I might have been happy. Mm. Conflict. You know, I manage. Yeah. Uh, stay tuned. Mike Shope and the Bulldog, WGR. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Welcome back. The weather's bad, so uh, watch out. Out there. <laughs> Thanks. Right. Ten and two. Go, go a little slower. How about... <laughs> That's my use plan. Your, use your turn signals. Always. Not your hazards. Use it all. Don't leave anything in the bag. Hi. Kyler is with us. Hi. Hello. How are you guys doing? Great, Kyler. Thank you. Thank you. I just have two questions for you guys. My first question is, what do you guys think that the Bills need to do in order to get over this hump and get to the Super Bowl? And my second question is, out of the four teams remaining, what team do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? I'll just hang up and listen to you guys. Thank you. Okay. I, 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 it's so tight. I think I like the Eagles a lot. I've been very bullish on the 49ers, but I think the Eagles might be just too much. Um, and I think I like them against either Cincinnati or Kansas City. Um, so I, I think the Eagles are my answer here. I'm also Philly in that game. It's just so interesting that the spreads are all so low. Yeah. Um, I guess did I go. Look, did, I think you mentioned this when we talked to Trista. Um, the look aheads. Um, right, everything's one point. All, yeah, it's all it's all the same. Yeah, yeah. No idea. I mean, it's too close. No idea. Um, in terms of the Bills question, I mean, not to be short here, but we don't have a lot of time to lay out the whole thing. We're talking about it constantly. Hopefully, you'll hang out and check out our conversations because what the Bills need to do is what everybody is talking about on this show, on this station, pretty much at all times when we don't take breaks for you know the Sabers. Thanks, Kyler. We Bulldog mentioned Trista. She. Had a picture of me at the bar here uh, from mm-hmm. the other night. BTS. I had to look up what BTS meant. Beat the spread? <laughs> Beat the spread. It could mean a lot of things, B- BTS. You can think of many behind the scenes, I think she wants. It's, okay, yeah. It's a pop group, too, BTS, I think. Yes. All right. But I think behind the scenes. Joe Walsh. Probably, right? yeah. Joe Walsh is in it. The BT- oh, yeah, BTS. Oh, yeah. Really? I, I he just not, joined uh, up. All right, cool. I did yes. not, I'm a big Joe Walsh guy. I didn't know that. Some, uh, you know, a little bit manufactured maybe, but some drama around Trista's visit to Buffalo this weekend. We discussed that. Hope you enjoy that. Cut things a little bit short with the weather. Uh, Trista Crick, BetMGM, after this here on WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 